Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey D's. Wednesday. Wednesday. And we got to talk about some comic book stuff. Well, comic book TV shows, comic book trailers. We're going to talk about first. We'll talk with Berkey from Game Toppers LLC about his new Kickstarter. Excited for that, especially if you've checked out some of that stuff before. Amazing product that he's got out there. We're going to talk the comic book stuff with, finally, our Moon Knight season recap. It's been a while, but if you haven't seen uh, seen Moon Knight in a minute, maybe you want to go back and watch it. It's worth it. We're also going to talk about the trailer for She-Hulk, for The Boys, and for Umbrella Academy. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More? More. Oh. Or just search BJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. And let's get right into it with our good friend Berkey from Game Toppers LLC to talk about that latest Kickstarter. We are back with Berkey from Game Toppers. And Berkey, you got a new Kickstarter. It's coming close to the end, and we want to get that final push going on. How you been, man? Oh, it's been fantastic. So excited to see uh, our community. You know, this last couple of years have been challenging for so many people, and yet the community is you know, just stuck together and we've, you know, find out how to solve problems, how to provide solutions for people. And for us, this Kickstarter was, there was a couple new items for us, the leg kits for the Mycroft topper like you have, VJ. Oh, yeah. And we got thinking our dining covers have been delayed and that's been one of the problematic areas of supply chain. And our overseas orders are all going to be shipping out in July. We thought, how do we, how do we, the next Kickstarter to ship over to Europe is going to be down the road quite a ways. We thought, how do we make these great products available to those folks and still reward the people that are existing backers? And we thought, I think we could do a mini Kickstarter. Let's call it Game Toppers 3.5. Yeah, this was very curious to me. I thought, 3.5? It's like, all right, well, you know, it's like, I know four would be coming, but we, we, he's he's got stuff for 3.5. Tell us more. Well, 3.5, what was really cool about it is is our, our Moriarty, our four foot by four foot, and the Mycroft, which is the four foot by six foot, the big yeah, dog. that's uh, the big dog. And, yeah. and likewise, if you want to go to a Mycroft XL, where Whoa. you go to four foot by eight foot, well, that might well, have been me for uh, you know TI a TI four eight player game. That might have just happened recently, Berkey. <laughs> I I know a guy, right? <laughs> and so, but now now the leg kits are available. So it was like, well, let's get these out to people. Well, I have them in stock. This won't delay the overseas backers from receiving their product any any later. And we thought we can we can pull this off. And then we got thinking, well, what else can we do that would be special to our existing backers? And so we started coming up with some ideas to offer our accessories, our game map bundles, uh, a lot of the packages and things to at a lower price, because when my reacquire costs 
uh, unfortunately, they're going to go up. And the next batch of product that's going to come in is going to be at a higher price point. And I, I, I really work hard to try to keep those prices in line because our product's so great, but I want to make it accessible too, you know. And so this was a way to reward existing backers and new backers and overseas backers all in one thing. And so we're only going till May 27th, 17-day campaign. And, and again, go to Kickstarter and search for Game Toppers and, and, and 3.5, obviously, Game Toppers 3.5. Now, Berkey, people like myself, people like Rev, we've had you on. We know about this fantastic product, and you're, all, you're talking about great accessories of, in, in order to – but, you know, for somebody that's like, what are you guys talking about? What is a Game Topper, and why do I need this? <laughs> exactly, and I, I, I think what's so cool about – the game toppers it's a portable gaming table that converts your existing table into a high quality board game table with full functionality like with modular cup holders to get your beverages off the table so they're not spilling on your board games or your card games or that type of thing and goblet holders for those of you that have stemware and Right. Well, yeah, you know, you um, got to you got to have some wine with some of these games, especially some oh, of these yeah. Euro games. <laughs> especially if you're playing viticulture, right? Exactly. I mean, you know what? If I'm if I'm going to make the wine, I want to have something to basically enjoy me. Maybe yeah, you know, it's 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 a full circle, the this circle of a, life. This was a good year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I mean, you know, and that's not the only thing you can attach to the tables. I love I love game toppers because they have built-in card holders, so that you know what if you have a lot of cards that you have to hold in your hand but keep secret from your opponents, it's built into the table. So I've got my drinks off the table. I've got the card holders, but there's so much more that you have that I can attach to this table. Well, and it, it, you're right, cause, because like the poker chip trays, we have a Texas Hold'em mat, and if you like to have poker night. Nice. Um, but these poker chip trays, they can be used on top of the rail with these little legs, or they can fit into the rail just like the cup holders for hidden components, for little uh, bits and coins, uh, that type of thing. Our dice towers are super cool with the dice tower accessory trays, so each player can have their own little space to hold all their little bits and that frees up extra space for the board game and all of those kind of things. But I think one of the things that uh, people have really embraced and love, even if they don't get a game topper, they can get our thematic game mats. And so no matter what kind of game you're playing, you can find a map from us that's going to kind of fit that thematic element and bring the immersion of your game. You know, when you play on our Texas Hold'em mat, if you're playing Texas Hold'em, it's just like a whole nother level. It's got that wood grain back there, and the, the he's got the revolver and the little glasses of whiskey like it's an old saloon, you know. So it's got this this thematic feel, you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. And, uh, you know, Berkey, uh, I've, you know, like a, like a lot of satisfied customers have probably gone a little crazy buying these mats. But, you, uh, you know, I, I may have, you know. Oh, I mean, I've, I've seen could, the pictures, oh, BJ. Oh, I've seen all the different ones that you've oh, bought and just the, the way that you can change it. If you've got a sci-fi game going on, you've got that You've got that set up. You've got so many different ones. And, yeah, and, these, and these game toppers are recessed revs so that, first of all, even if you don't want to get a dice tower, but the dice towers are cool, mm-hmm. but you can still roll your dice on the tabletop and, 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 and it's recessed so that the, you know, the dice,
dice stay on the table. And then these mats, man, I mean, I have a space mat for all my space games. Berkey, of course, uh, you know what? You know, I got the yeah, I, I got the Nordic map with the Viking Viking wow. boats on there for all those games. Oh, I've got yeah. the I've got the volcano map uh, as well as the Ryan Lockett. It, it, it's sort of a beautifully green Asian theme mat, and then and then I just ah, oh, there's a pirate mat. I, I, these mats are, and, and I'm only just talking about some of them. There's so many, right? and they're beautiful. They're just gorgeous, and they're durable. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I mean, like the big yeah, thing on so the big yeah. thing about this as well too is like you're talking about these tables that you're like, oh gosh, is this hard to assemble? And you've made sure that these are easily assembled, so you're not spending your entire game night trying to put this together before you even get a chance to play the game. It's very easy to do this. Yeah, that's really the beauty of the system, and we're really calling it a system, the Game Topper system, because you literally, two, three minutes, you can set the topper up. You put one half on the table, the other half, lock the little connector cleats together, roll out your mat, boom, you're playing games. You can take it to game night with you, and we have beautiful padded storage bags, and and honestly, we spare no expense on our componentry. I, I I want these things to last, and I want if it's not good enough for my home, I don't want it in someone else's home. I want this to be durable for people, almost heirloom, and and even with some of our luxuriant models with the with the premium oak and the premium walnut, um, there's a lot of different sizes of toppers that this stuff is going to last. And 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 people tell me all the time they go, oh Berkey. This is way better than I thought on the what I saw the pictures on the internet and the videos. This is much more substantial than I thought. Berkey, that's what I thought. You know, I, I when I when I go to Kickstarter, I don't mind you know you know making a couple of hundred dollar investments on games. But when I first saw game toppers on Kickstarter, I thought the same thing. I thought, man, I mean, you know, uh, how good is this going to be? Then when I ran into you, first off, when I, you know you run into Berkey and you see him at a con, you ever meet, you realize this guy is perhaps one of the best customer service business people that I've ever met. Just really like wants you to really enjoy the product, and of course loves the product himself because he's a, he loves gaming. So I and then when I saw it though Berkey I'm like I'm like wow these are amazing and I was so surprised cuz I thought you know what this price point that you're offering to me just seems like it's really very affordable and uh, you know I I felt like I really felt like maybe I should be paying you more for these because I mean the customer <laughs> service the care like you said the component quality and I've, I mine is two years old and it is showing no signs of it being two years old it looks just as good as when I put it on the table for the first time and uh, and if you go to Kickstarter right now, it's it's Game Toppers 3.5. Uh, in every way, shape, or form, Berkey, uh, between you and you know and, and what Josiah does, uh, who supports you in the, all this, and all the videos you do, and uh, you really, I mean, you are right now, I think, you know, one of the jewels of our industry because of how good the product is and how much you love giving it to us. <laughs> oh wow, that's uh, thank you very very kindly. Uh, it's humbling. It's it's uh, this came from a dream six years ago of how how do I take make a portable game table to take to my daughter's house to play games on, and 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 it came from that passion of having a nice table that my dad built me that I designed um, that we just loved playing on. I thought how do we make this portable? And then and then like 
after a while, the business acumen side, I've run several successful businesses in my life, but all of a sudden is how do we make this affordable? How do we make it accessible? And can it be manufactured in quantity so that it can scale? And so all of those thoughts came into play. And, and now we're, this is our fourth Kickstarter, successfully delivering three Kickstarters. This, this campaign will be delivering all this stuff this summer, which, I mean, wow. it's almost That's unheard amazing. of. Yeah, right. it is. You know, you're right, Burke. The, the, it's been a challenging time for the board gaming industry. Not a lot of gamers understand what you guys have had to do, the cost you've had to eat in order to get us the, get us these things delivered on time like you have. Well, thank you. We've, you know, I, I, I take it very personally. Like you say, I, I care very deeply about every backer, every customer. And that's not just talk. That's, that's exactly how I feel. And I carry the weight of that. So if, if my customer is having difficulties it, and even questions that maybe are, are silly to me or something or, or to someone else, it's like every question is valid to me. And if, the, if a customer has a concern and they're willing to voice it, I, like yes, yesterday I had a guy that called and he had bought one of our first generation toppers uh, way back in 2017. And our leg kits don't work with that. Uh, all of them from 2018 and on, we had to innovate to get a better leg solution. And I just called him up and said, man, I'm so sorry that, that you're frustrated about that. But what can I do to make it right? What can I do to help? And we talked and talked. And he goes, you know, I've been thinking about getting a second one anyway. And I love your product. And he said, I think I'm just going to get a whole nother package. And wow. I said, well, there's a couple of things I can do to help. And, you know, it was just one of those, again, wonderful moments with a customer, but taking the time to interact with them and actually care about their concerns. And I, I want to treat people how I want to be treated. I, I hate the Amazon antiseptic approach where you're just a number and you don't matter. Um, my customers do matter to me, and I work really hard to – to, and my whole team, my son Josiah at our warehouse and shipping is very thoughtful. And, and our whole team, we, everything we do is to we want our customer to have a good experience. And uh, as far as durability goes and as far as quality goes, I think you just take a look at the industry itself. And uh, two examples I'll cite on an, uh, you know, on an international level, of course, anybody who knows uh, Dice Tower and Tom Vassell and the gang, every yeah. time I go to Dice Tower West or any of their stuff, they're always breaking out the, they're always breaking out the game toppers, game tables, and... <laughs> Also, uh, I, I, I asked uh, our favorite and, you know, our friendly local game store, Zulu's board game, uh, you know, up in Bothell. And I, was, I said, hey, you, you ought to take a look at this. I bought one of these. And then I said, you know what? Forget taking a look at it. I will just we, we bought one ourselves because we wanted to play on the topper oh, at wow. our game store. So my buddy Josh and I just said, <laughs> the heck with it. We'll buy one. And we just kept it at Zulu's. And eventually, every time the, the owner came by, he said, Boy, those things are so darn amazing. And he says, you know, I'm opening up this event center. I'm telling you, I need you need to put me in touch with Berkey because I want those on every table in the event center. And, Rev, I have to tell you that that it, the event center has a soft opening. We went in there, and there has to be like 15 to 20 tables. Every single one of them has a game topper. And, man, it is so awesome. And so 
if you're wondering, do I want this in my life as a board gamer? The answer is yes, you do. Even my friend, my game store said yes, we do. Berkey, you got Berkey, you got the biggest cheerleader over here with this man. Oh well, I mean, they're, they're so good. They they really make a difference. It they and and at a fraction of the cost of a game table because I was always thinking of getting a game table and I was just like, man, I don't know if I can t- go to my family and justify the cost of of these yeah. game tables that cost ten of thousands of dollars and then here comes Berkey going well I can give you that experience and you don't have to go to your family and tell them you paid that much <laughs> well that was really thing it was awesome meeting Matt and, and at Zulu and and then they, the, they bought a ton of them and they've got an amazing setup that I mean talk about elevating and I, I, I say this about a game topper all the time every game you play from here on out is upgraded it's yeah. not like you're just buying yeah. one game and then you buy some components that make that game good. No, this is like every game from here on out, you are playing at an elevated level with this immersive experience. And honestly, after you've played on a game topper, it's hard to play on, on just a regular table because it's, it's just so much better. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, Rev, there's a new game that just uh, just fulfilled oh. called Foundations of Rome. And what these companies Ooh. now are real, what these companies <laughs> now are realizing is that they go, we, uh, you know, they offer these fantastic components. And, of course, Foundations of Rome's components are in, it's just insane. But they also offered a game topper mat that's, ex- that's, that's for the game. Wow. And l- literally designed for the game, f- also literally designed for your game topper. And um, I have one. And and it's just like, it's like that's that's that everybody gets it. Like Berkey said, yeah. you really want to upgrade your game. And so now when I break out, you know, Foundations of Rome, it's like, well, I don't have to worry about the game, the game board, because, well, here's the topper. The topper is really, I mean, <laughs> that's so cool. uh, it's so it's really fantastic. I mean, it 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 really like Berkey says, it, it elevates your game. And when you honestly I mean, you watch the videos, you meet Berkey in person. It's like you wish everybody did business like this. Like this, this world would be a really awesome place if everybody did business like Berkey. And then, uh, you know, if every customer was like appreciative of people who right. do business like Berkey. <laughs> so uh, go to Kickstarter. Three, it's, it's Game Toppers 3.5. Uh, it's such a worthy thing to support. And and Berkey, you, I mean, look, you, a lot of people have really talked about how tough it's been and how, and, and the costs that they've had to absorb. And, Finally, somebody convinced you to say, hey, you should let everybody know what you've done. You know, you and I are similar of age and we just come from a time to say, look, we know business. We know we got to do. We made a promise. But I'm happy that you went out there and at least explained to everybody, you know, how hard of a hit you guys took, just like everybody's taken, trying to fulfill these these orders that were placed before covid and before supply chain issues and then you had to fulfill them after when shipping costs and everything else you know double tripled quadrupled and yet you know you were like look we're going to deliver them for the price we said and i'm happy you went out and told everybody that well you took a hit because you're the kind of guy that I feel like people should say, well, wait a minute, we, we want to be fair. We, we, we don't want you to lose money. That, no, that, that's, that's not right. And I'm happy you did that, Berkey, even though I know you're the kind of guy who's like, you know what, I said I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. But it's like, ah, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I think it's fair that people know that, ah, you know what, this was, this was a tough time. 
Well, thank you very much. It, it, it was very difficult for me to do that because it's like I don't want to whine about our problems. And, and, and in my opinion, backers put their faith in me, and that was the risk I took. And so I need to honor my word. And so I will do that to my own detriment. Um, at the same point, I realized that the company needs to continue to prosper. Thankfully, you know, our company's rec- reputation is very good. We have over 30 publishers use our toppers in all their shows. We've got tons of game stores, uh, a really solid, amazingly loyal customer base. People love our toppers, and, and our community is so kind. And I had many people like yourself encourage me, uh, you know, it's okay to let people know. And subsequently, I was recently on a, on a podcast, a Rolling Dice and Taking Names podcast oh, at, yeah. uh, at the table. And we talk specifically about a lot of the details of supply chain logistics, challenges that many publishers, uh, companies, uh, even outside of the game industry that have suffered. And a lot of folks don't understand the dynamic and the cascading effect that this has, even when one little part of the program, one little part goes off the rails. You know, you look at at, at vehicles that are sitting in parking lots waiting for chips and how, what that does to everybody down the line and the delays and all those things. And for me though, it was, it was, uh, uh, it was, it was very, um, I was overwhelmed with the kindness of our backers that said, Hey, we know you're not out trying to take something from us. We know that we want to help. And we put a tip jar <laughs> and, and wow. uh, reluctantly, uh, we did that, and a lot of people were very, very kind, and uh, it, it brought tears to my eyes, honestly, because it was like, wow, we are in this together. Thankfully, our company is pretty lean. We were a debt. Our company is out, d- doesn't hold any debt. Uh, we worked really hard. We wished we would have been able to have more staff, but the last couple of years, we feel that the the whole COVID supply price increase, shipping increase, cost us close to $200,000. Yeah. That's a tough pill to swallow, and we could have hired some people. Um, well, we had to make, make smart business decisions and just say, well, we just got to keep our head down and keep going here. But it, it's going to clean up. We're going to do good. We, we have a good product, and we're going to continue to get better. And uh, we just need to ride the wave, you know. <laughs> and, and 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 we're talking we're, we're talking to Berkey from uh, Game Toppers again Kickstarter three point five, Berkey uh, man I appreciate you taking the time because I know that this is a busy time for you as the Kickstarter is still going on and you said till May twenty seventh don't know when people are going to actually be listening to this but May twenty seventh but I will say this a lot of times. And if you if you get in contact with Berkey and go, look, I don't know if it's too early, too late, whatever. I would love to get a game topper. What can you do? If it can happen, Berkey will make it happen. But you'll yeah. at least have until May 27th for this Kickstarter 3.5 game toppers. Just search for it on Kickstarter. Uh, it's a great product. I uh, And Berkey, you're a great dude. And I, I always appreciate you coming on with us. Oh, thank you so much for all your support. And uh uh, I've, I've just become very endeared to you. I know our last campaign, we even had you on our live show and uh, just such a good friend uh, of Game Toppers. And it's it's so appreciated. I'd like to add real quickly, too, that um, after the campaign ends on May 27th, June 2nd, the late pledge manager will launch. So even yeah. if you back nice. now for okay. just one buck, you can still pledge until we get ready to ship all the European orders. When the dining covers come in in the middle of July, 
all of a sudden we're going to ship everything so that late pledge manager will close. But you'll have about a month, and we're going to keep these low prices now. Now, after, after that all happens, there's going to be some price increases. But now you can still take advantage of that, and even right after the campaign. And you can always get us at GameToppersLLC.com or on Facebook, GameToppersLLC, or Twitter, or Instagram. We're all over the place. You just type in GameToppers, you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff, and you'll be able to take advantage of these great deals. Awesome. Berkey, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. You guys, too. Thanks again. Go ahead and check out all of our stuff on the Facebook page, or if you just search up Game Toppers, you can find it very simple on the old internets out there. Now, moving on with that, it is comic book day. It's Wednesday. So let's talk about Moon Knight. It's been a while. The limited series, six episodes on Disney+. Plus. We had the finale, and you know what? I think, Joe, you and I kind of came to this sort of like agreement that this show would be utterly ridiculous and goofy and not in a good way if it weren't for the amazing actors, including Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah, 100%. It was just like those, I mean, all the other actors as well, I'm not taking away from any of them as well, but they were the ones that really kind of kept this together, especially when you're dealing with some of the ridiculousness, including Egyptian gods, how any of this is working in this sort of like post- you know, post blip era, because this does happen after the blip. Yeah, my friend pointed it out to me, actually. He said, if you think about it, there really aren't that many Moon Knight fighting scenes because half of the scenes are him just blacking out. And so it's mostly just Oscar Isaac's acting that carries the show. And that was an interesting part with that. And we'll get to a a little bit of that because this is like Moon Knight was definitely CG whenever he was used, except for like in the close up fight scenes. I felt that he actually did have the costume, but a lot of the CG in it was it was decent, but you could feel that they didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on that. So a lot and we've talked about this. A lot of these episodes dealt with with uh, uh, the two main characters in the one in the one body trying to figure out what's going on with Khonshu and Moon Knight and really kind trying to stop Har- uh, Harrow from um, releasing Amit and it's worked. It worked well, and then at the end we do get to see some fighting with uh, with Moon Knight, so that kind of helps everything out when it gets down to it. Yeah, I can't say I was a fan of the third, the last episode. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I just felt like it. It just it, for whatever reason it was the shortest episode. Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise to me as well. And all the major moments kind of were just cutaways. Like when uh, Ethan Hawke's character destroys the Egyptian gods, there's almost no dialogue, and it just happens almost off screen because they yeah. just... And it's like, this is supposed to be a big moment. You're supposed to understand why it's so powerful for this to happen. Uh, what do you call it? Oscar Isaac's big fight scene. He get he, Ethan Hawke's got him with the pole. Yeah, blackout cut again, and I'm just sitting there. and I'm like, I don't know. This isn't really like paying off for me. That was one of the things that really kind of surprised me on that too. Was like, oh, we're gonna get this big fight scene, completely surrounded. Then the blackout, and the stuff happens. And this has happened a couple of times, and they've been really leaning into that. Where it was like, was that you? No, that wasn't me. Was that you? No, it wasn't me. Who 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 just did all of that? Why did we both black out? And. I was kind of on the same page with you. Like, I was like, really? I feel like it's missing something. It's missing something. I'm like, none of the episodes have had any post credit scenes at all. 
I'm like, this has to have a post credit scene. Otherwise, I'm going to dislike this episode so much. Mm-hmm. And the post credit scene, I'm like, okay, that was worth it for me. It was redemption. Um, I still think out of all the episodes, this was the weakest. Yeah. Um, however, I feel like once we get a new season of it, which I think the director even said, like, if we don't get a season two, it would have been all of this would have been a waste. Yeah. Like, it, we that need was, a season two. And that was a big thing. But also to that, like the post credit scene for a six episode series ties all of the weird stuff together. But also it's really essentially a bone to a lot of the comic book fans who have been pining for the character because we have Mark and Steve, and it's been their story of coming together, but it's this new personality, Jake, who is apparently the one who is uh, more than willing to get down and dirty and do all the work that a lot of the, the those two just will not do. Yeah, why is it the post credit scene? I don't know. I like. I was still baffled by this. Why is the re- the biggest reveal of the show, arguably, you know, even though you should know by that last episode that he has a third personality, why is it in the after credit scene? That's essentially not part of the show. Yeah, you know, because if you think about it, when you watch a Marvel movie and you get a post credit scene, it's not really part of the movie. Exactly. It leads into the other ones. And this leads into, again, another season or maybe another work, uh, be it a movie or him being included. Maybe it won't be another series or something like that, but maybe it'll also just lead him into there's Moon Knight has been in a bunch of different uh, groups and it just leads in towards that supernatural group of stuff that's going down. And I do have a theory whenever we do get anything like that, like either a cliffhanger or whatever, I really feel it's like the directors or the creators of the show being like, hey, we're going to make people so like annoyed or wanting more that we have to get another season. That yeah. is my, my thought of it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I'm guessing that's why they did it. And it doesn't look like they have any plans to do a season two, according to everything that I've seen. And that's the thing at this point in time. I feel that they that they're not necessarily going to be pushing it out there because they're relegating a lot of the new origin stories to the Disney Plus series, which I really do appreciate because it's not a big movie introducing a character with the dumb villain that is always the polar opposite of whatever they are at this point in time, which this one didn't necessarily have. I mean, uh, Harrow and uh, you know Mark slash Steven were different people. Yes, they were cut from the same brand of both being Conchu's avatars, not really liking him because he's a bit of a dick, and just dealing with all of that. But it seemed like, and maybe like we said, it's just the 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 so the the actors are so good that you don't necessarily see them being that polar opposite when they actually really kind of were. I just can't. I would love to see him. And I keep forgetting the character's name, the one that Kit Harrington ended up being in, like, the post-credits scene in Eternal. But, yeah, Dane Whitmore or something whatever, like that. Whatever, but whatever, yeah. knight or he's whatever. The bla- yeah, he's the Black Knight with the cursed sword. Yeah, like, it's another curse-type weird situation. I love that there's so many different worlds, like, depending on what you believe in, different afterlifes that were confirmed in this. That was cool, but, too, yeah. But, like, I want to see, like him kind of create a group with all these weirdos like well and the other new characters and there was a spot apparently that uh there was a chance that uh, kit harrington's black knight was going to be featured somewhere as Mm -hmm. like a cameo or something in this which would have made sense and everyone was kind of expecting it to be um i felt it would have maybe distracted a little bit from the story so i was okay with it not being there especially when the post credit scene had to be jake lockley it had to be that because if not that was just going to be a big question that what you're going to answer in a movie is going to be kind of a half throwaway. We've seen that with Doctor Strange most recently where I don't want to be watching a thing just to have to get something that may be a two, three minute blip where I, 
someone has to ask the question and then you get nerd explained to about it for like 800 years. I'm just like, I'm fine with like not dealing with that. One of the cool things that really did come out of this is the Egyptian superhero, Scarlet Scarab. <laughs> oh, that had the cringiest line in the whole show. It did. It did. It did. But at the same point, she looked really cool. She looked cool. Yeah, I give that. Are you talking about the, are you an Egyptian superhero? Yeah, yeah. Uh. You, you can't, in a show, generally, storytelling, if you have to tell the audience what's going on on screen, it doesn't bode well for your writing. It's not. I don't think it was telling the audience what it was. I think it was just capturing a moment, like, that an audience me- an audience member, like a person of color, an Egyptian person, could have seen that and been like, "Yes, finally, we have some representation on screen." Yeah, uh, like, I mean, I would have been ex- like, when I've seen Salma Hayek in the Eternals, like, I was super pumped. It's like it's a Mexican superhero, even though she technically was a Mexican, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it- it's that representation <laughs> that I feel like you get really excited for. It's like a dumb, like, yeah, it's a fan, it's a fan service thing. It's definitely it's, a, fan it's a fan service thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it is. Like, I'm not gonna disagree and say that's it. Like, but I know why it's important to have that. It mm-hmm. was silly. It's and it's also they're living in a world of superheroes. She's like, oh my god, we finally got an Egyptian one. That character was super excited. She got to see an Egyptian superhero. And to be perfectly honest, if they didn't actually have an Egyptian superhero and acknowledge it in a whole move in a whole show that revolves around Egyptian gods, that would have been kind of like uh, a oh, little extra yeah, cringy at that point in too. So it does make you wonder why they didn't focus a little bit more maybe on her background in general. But mm-hmm. you know, just again, that's the writing thing. Yeah, which know. I mean, art could be all for next season. Yeah, and I, I hope, hope so. I, I hope, hope we get a season yeah, two. <laughs> I really do as well too. I felt this is a really good series. I felt that all the series have uh, obviously had strengths and weaknesses, but way more strengths than weaknesses. So uh, as long as they're continuing this as they're going along, I'm excited. Which leads me to the next thing is She-Hulk, which Tatiana Maslany, mommy, which, sorry, mommy, <laughs> sorry, mommy, big green sorry. mommy man. Oh my god, this trailer was a amazing. F- 90% amazing, maybe? Sure, we'll go with that. Because like, Tatiana Maslany is a great actor, and if you have heard BJ and Vicky just gushing over Orphan Black, mm-hmm. you will understand how good of an actor she really is. It's a fun story. She-Hulk is a really interesting character who does many things. First off, she is a lawyer who is dealing with a lot of the superhero stuff, but kind of street-level stuff. So you're looking at, like, New York, and a lot of the things recently, especially with, like, Hawkeye, and a lot of these shows have been revolving around New York. This is going to be keeping in with that as well. And then moving with that, having this character who is super powerful, but also doesn't Hulk out in the same way that Bruce Banner's Hulk does. We'll have to see because they are she is cousins with Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. And in the comic books, she gets her powers via blood transfusion for whatever reason. Oh. So we'll have to see where they're going with that and have to see how that all works out. Um, but I felt that her scenes going either being the green, the big green machine or just the normal self on that. Uh, so far has been pretty entertaining. It seems it's going to be lighthearted like everything else is going to be with that. Another thing she does in the comic books is break the fourth wall. She did this before Deadpool. So people are really hoping that she does this as well. Maybe talking to the screen or doing any of those sort of things. Who knows at that point? They could just diverge from that and not necessarily need that. But the big green elephant in the room is the CGI from this trailer And universally, this is essentially a Sonic the Hedgehog sort of situation. (laughs) People are like, please make this CG better because it did not look good. And from the trailer, it looks like she's going to be She-Hulk. Not a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of a you know linchpin of the show. If you can't have that seem realistic, I don't think people are going to believe even her acting is going to save it. Because they do do that whole thing with those, like, 
cool buttons like things that they put on your face so you get like all those uh, yeah. expressions so you still get a lot of Tatiana in there but if she's She-Hulk most of the time you're not going to get 100% of that like emotion yeah so it's kind of hard if your CGI is bad and the CGI on this is very bad right now it looks like somebody put a rubber mask on Tatiana and then mm-hmm. CG'd it and it's just like you I hope you're going to do better, and I hope because just seeing what Moon Knight did, there was a couple of cheesy parts in Moon Knight mm-hmm. where the CG looked a little rough, but not this rough. And I'm, I'm, it's a television show. I'm willing to accept a little bit of the goofiness, but also Disney. It's Disney. Disney, you got a lot of money. Like, put it into this sort of thing. I'm a little worried, though. This, the, her character kind of reminds me, like, not yet, but I feel like it's going to get to that point where she kind of becomes like party Thor. Like, kind of worried that's what we're going to go down with her character. Oh, you just, just mean because of the dating stuff? That, well, that <laughs> and her other friends, like, I think we need some shots because we've had a stressful day. And I was like, I get this. This is all fine. But I'm like, are you just going to be partying? You know, you're going to turn to She-Hulk. And then it's going to be more of like this long-winded, she's not going to want to be a superhero. So it's going to take six episodes. And then maybe then she'll start fighting. I just feel like I've seen all this before. And it'll be interesting just on that aspect as well because we did see, obviously, we saw Mark Ruffalo as Hulk or, you know, Smart Hulk at this point in time. But we've also seen Tim Roth, uh, who was the abomination. And he uh, appeared also in Shang-Chi, right? Yes, exactly, fighting with Wong. And uh, even in a little Easter egg, when he when Wong teleports uh, Abomination back to his holding cell, it's the same cell that he is in <laughs> in this trailer. So these are connected. Don't know necessarily the timeline. And Tim Roth is not abomination size there, too, so he may be able to go back and forth. But... He, Again, like with the lawyer aspect, this could be like a court procedural because the title of it is She-Hulk Attorney at Law. So it could be just something like, yeah, you know, just like, all right, maybe, maybe it is like a superhero law and order. Don't know yet. It would be a fun little different aspect on that. I just don't know where it's going to be going, which makes it all the more interesting as well, because at that point, uh, is she going to face off against Matt Murdock in court? Maybe not on the battlefield. Maybe they don't need to fight. Maybe they just need to argue about, you know, legalities and stuff like that. That would be kind of entertaining. My favorite thing to come out of all of this is all the Futurama memes, though. Because they have, like, <laughs> of the Amazonian planet women <laughs> being like, carry me away. Death by yeah, snoo Death snoo. by snoo snoo. Mommy. Or Sorry. Single, Mommy. <laughs> single female lawyer having lots of sex. I was just like, this yes. is just so yes. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like like if they if they lean into the comedy on this, it's going to be fantastic. It could be. It could I be like, like Deadpool kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so excited to see what's going to be happening with that. It's, kinda, it's, a, it's a little more than a month away. And so at this aspect, I would just say uh, get better with the CG, and I think we'll be fine. Uh, another show that I'm really excited for, and I know Vicky's super excited for, Joe, you did see The Umbrella Academy, right? The first yes. two seasons? Yeah. Yes. Well, we've got the third one. A new trailer just dropped. Finally. Seeing things getting down and dirty versus The Sparrow Academy. Mm. And as we know, as we've talked about a whole bunch of time, timey-wimey stuff, when they came back from uh, uh, 1963 Dallas, there was a whole new academy of uh, sparrows, including a meat uh, a meat cube that uh, apparently is sentient and floats, and a live version of Ben, who was dead in uh, the first two seasons. It'll be exciting to see where they're, be- where they're going with this, with all the new characters. I just, I need to rewatch it over and over again. Like, oh, 
it's so exciting. And it is interesting because, like, I we've mentioned many, many a times before, if you read the comics or you want to read the comics, they're very different. Yes. Um, like, than the storyline. And they had to. Uh, did you guys notice uh, we did see another character who has uh, been gone or technically died in the first season? Who? Pogo! He was oh. that, that tattoo artist was Pogo. Oh, wow. Did you catch that? Like, I almost I didn't, didn't catch, catch it. I didn't catch that, no. I forgot he had died that early. I thought he was died in the second season, but that makes no, sense. No, yeah. yeah. Well, because we did see him in the second season, but as baby Pogo. Oh, well, that's right. Okay. Well, now, and the, and the question is, at that point in time, you, are you sure it's Pogo? Because well, he, even number five is like, I've been looking for you. Okay, okay, okay. Because I was like just trying to like, because I'm like thinking, I'm like, okay, but like in the comics, again, the Divergent, there's a lot of different monkeys. In yes. the comic book. So it wasn't just Pogo. In the Netflix series, it's just Pogo. Yeah, the, so yeah, I was it, like, are you sure it's Pogo? And uh, what are they calling? They're calling this like Hotel Obsidian, right? Because um, it's, well, the, the comic was Hotel Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah. So I thought I saw something written differently. So that's why I thought it was a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go back and watch it a couple more times. But uh, yeah, I really love what they're doing with it. Uh, they have uh, 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 addressed Elliot Page and uh, changed uh, 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 what was uh, Vanya, Vanya to Victor. Um, but beyond that, it's just the same. Uh, it's going to be the same character. Yeah, I've switched my mindset on this show. I've gone from trying to think it was going to be very serious to more satire. And then I watched the season three trailer. And I'm like, this makes a lot more sense. Like, I like yeah. the show thinking of it like that. Because, I mean, the, the storyline, again, for the third season is... Guys, we accidentally blew up the world. We have five days to fix it. Let's try to fix it again. Yeah. So and I'm like, yeah, that's a funny satire of like superheroes not being able to ever do anything right kind of a thing. Yeah. And it's always kind of going back to that square one. I changed things. Yeah. But you changed things to the same. Yeah, exactly. Well, was it their stunted like, was it man children? Like in women children? <laughs> like they're, they never grew up. They're stunted adults. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I'll, I'll tell you what. I've been there. And uh, what's his face? Who's the guy that wants to have sex with himself in the trailer? Oh my god, it's so funny. Oh, Klaus. Klaus. He's of course the, he does. I loved him in the shows he's in been in before. He's a hilarious character. <laughs> like it's Klaus, just so Klaus, good. Speaking Klaus of is, the multiverse. Klaus yeah. is an like, everything sexual. Like yeah, anything yeah, sexual. Yeah. yeah. Um he's basically Deadpool. Like if you just think about it that way. The Umbrella Academy season three arrives June twenty second on Netflix. And then finally coming uh, I don't I'm not quite I forgot when it is coming soon, but boys, the boys, yes, season boys. three. June third, fourth. Because it's yeah, it's a, yeah June third. Yes, you are absolutely correct. So it's a little bit sooner than uh, uh, that one, but uh, for uh, Umbrella Academy. But the boys is coming back, and apparently they're going to be okay with getting uh, good old Billy superhero powers. And of course, that's uh, also what they've been fighting against. Does anybody with superpowers? But little little pills that give him twenty four hours of uh, superpowers, including the eye laser death rays, which is. Um a little, a little different from the comics. Again, these are some. I didn't read all all the comics, but I read uh, quite a few trades. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, originally, they already had this quote unquote technology available to them. They all already had superpowers for a different reason. Like uh, MM had them because his mother worked in a factory that used to make yeah. Compound V. Um, but then it became like a dog food company, and so she worked there while pregnant with him and got some of that compound V in her system. And that's, that's why his name's Mother's Milk. Because hey. he, had, he had to come back because he was a very sickly kid, and he had to go back to <clears throat> his mother's milk in order to keep up his mm-hmm. strength, basically. 
and even Butcher and like the first thing he does is like, hey, take this pill, basically. He's like, now you're a superhero, Huey. And he's like, what? Yeah, exactly. Didn't even tell him. He's like, you're a superhero now. So they're kind of rolling around with that. We'll have to see what happens with Huey and Starfire as things get. I mean, they kind of ended in a kind of, you know, melancholy sort of note at the end of uh, season two. But it seems that there's Starlight. 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 Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And Starfire is DC. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I just totally. Mind That's why I was like, wait a minute. One. Yeah. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. It'll be interesting also to see who the big bad is at this point in time, too, because we had the head exploding scenes, which mm-hmm. was the representative. Yeah, she was like that politician and stuff. Yeah. She's a secret superhero. But we still have the leader of the corporation, played by Giancarlo uh, Esposito. Giancarlo. Giancarlo, mm-hmm. thank you. Ah, oh, pronunciations. But uh, he's still very apparent in this, in the trailer. So we know that he's still around doing his stuff. So it'll be, it's very interesting to see where we're going to be going with this season. Expect ridiculousness. Expect gore. Expect it not to be uh, PC or uh, 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 yeah, just expect it to be uh, uh, over the top. And then we haven't even talked about like uh, Jensen, Jensen Ackles, Jensen Ackles, mm. Soldier Boy, which was also featured in this. A couple of different shots, so it looks like he gets a uh, unfrozen Captain America style, or at least I don't know what the hell they do with him. But so w- Garth Ennis is the one who originally wrote these comics. He also mm-hmm. wrote Preacher, and he also wrote this like one-off, like very short called uh, called The Pro, yeah, which is based the story. Too long, didn't read. Is a, uh, aliens? They're like, hey, well, let, we, let's give the worst person we could find superpowers and see if they can redeem themselves. And they give it to a prostitute who's just a filthy human being in general, not just physically. Uh, and so he loves making fun of the traditional mm-hmm. superhero arc, like it is to a T. Like in the pro, like she gets recruited by a very sleazy. Like they're they're very goody two shoes, <laughs> but they're very. They're, they're the Justice League. It's just, yeah. But obviously, like, the, the Batman they had and the Robin were very much into each other. Like, Wonder Woman had, like, star pasties. Like, yeah. it was very vulgar. Absolutely ridiculous. Even Vulgar's though, a good term for that, yeah. Even though, like, them themselves, like, the Superman, like, they're like, we're here for justice. Like, very, but he makes fun of them so badly. So to see the Captain America. Yeah. Like, everything between the way he carries the shield. Like, even the hair and stuff he had, like, reminded me of, like, yeah. the last few times we saw Captain America fighting. Like, oh my god, he they're they're gonna go for it. My hope is that this season goes down the line of Homelander goes completely crazy. It looks they like they try it. to control him because mm-hmm. they've been trying to realize they can't, try to give people doses of the superhero power, because like, oh, this is how our fail safe in case the superhero goes bad, we'll just kill him. And then they find out eh, Homelander is actually a lot more powerful than we thought because it turns out giving people that serum for a long time just makes them better for whatever reason. Right. And then the whole series is like, all right, well now we need to trust Billy Butcher. And the crew to try to take him down, and it's probably why they're trying to. They bring back Soldier Boy. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. maybe this is someone who could take it on. But it's that problem. It's like, well, we need, we need a, uh, we need a cat to catch the rat. Well, now the cat's out of the thing, and we got to get a dog. Well, now the dog's going nuts. Okay, right. now we need a. I don't know. We need some sort of giraffe. I don't know what hunts a dog mm. at this point. It's going to be hilarious ride. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Expect irreverent comedy. Expect blood, guts, gore, and expect the, the c word a lot. And no one's going to win. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like. Yeah, Exactly. Like, no one's winning when it comes down to this, but I'm excited to watch that. June 3rd on Amazon Prime, The Boys. And now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. What do you got, Vicky? So, we know a lot of movies, a lot of shows, we're going to either get, they're going to not do it. They decided, you know what, this is hot garbage and we're not going to do this. Or, you know what, we need to bring more. We need more of this. How can we change it up? 
So that's kind of the theme of today's geek sheet. All right. Uh, for example, and this is something I sent to to Joe because I don't. I feel like Rick and Morty was super big everywhere. Like everyone was talking yes. about Rick and Morty, and then I feel like it's kind of fallen off, and not everyone is super into it anymore. And unfortunately, I feel like it's the same thing as like BoJack Horseman and some other characters. People idolize these main characters when they really shouldn't be. So then oh, it kind of draws yeah. a weird crowd. So I feel like. Joe and I, kind of like the OGs, like we still enjoy the show, but we're not that weird about it. <laughs> I like to think. Freaking adults swim decided that they could, they had to go to a paid subscription on cable TV now, so I couldn't watch it Aww. forever. Had to watch it on Hulu after yes. like some long period of time where it took forever for them to get the season. Yeah. Rage building. <laughs> it's, it's like it's tricky because everyone keeps saying like, oh, we're going back to like the cable times. Like you have to pay for all the subscriptions and stuff. But I'm like, it's nice because... Uh, like, I can at least pick which ones I want, which subscription services are, like, worth it for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love that there's more curated, like, you, if you like Crunchyroll, like, if you love anime, like, there's oh, something dude, specifically yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but that being said, speaking of anime and speaking of Rick and Morty, uh, apparently uh, Adult Swim has confirmed it has ordered a full-on anime based on the series. So they're going to be doing a Rick and Morty anime. It's going to be called Rick and Morty the Anime. Well, so I mean, there you go. Right? So uh, there's no uh, there's no ambiguity there when they're uh, shilling this. And uh, you're, you're in luck, Joe. So it's been ordered by Adult Swim and HBO Max. So I believe yes. you have access to HBO Max. I have that one. The The show will feature uh, 10 episodes and will be overseen by Takashi Sano. Uh, and the director is one of the ones who handled Rick and Morty's now viral anime shorts in the past. So if you haven't seen like Rick and Morty versus the Genocider, or Summer Meets God or Rick and Morty Meets Evil, you can check them out on YouTube and get a feel of what's gonna what, what's to come. It's gonna be weird. Well, and I mean, I just it's very interesting. I'll have to check those out to see like the difference. But I mean, it's already animated. Obviously, there's a different style when you go down to anime. It just feels I don't know. I'm I've never been a huge fan of Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's been one of those ones where I'm like, do we need it? But I mean, if people are gonna be watching it and if people are excited for this. More power to him. I feel like, um, and mostly because, so I've talked about my little brother. He is three years old. He went through a cars phase. He went through a tots delivery service phase. He is right now <laughs> obsessed. Literally, it ends. Credit hit. And he's like, watch it. I want it again. Turning Red, the movie. Oh, okay. He is obsessed wow. with it. So I've seen that movie in the last week maybe 60 times. <laughs> I, I wish I was no exaggerating. No exaggeration. Yeah, I no. understand that. I got a younger um, brother and sister. Like, I go to sleep and that song is stuck in my head. Like, oh. And he gets mad when I sing it. I'm like, you put it in my head. <laughs> uh, that being said, if you haven't seen Turning Red, when I did my review on it, I mentioned that the animation definitely Pixar vibes because it is Pixar. Mm -hmm. But it had, uh, like, they, I feel like it looked, they did a lot of anime-based like faces and like it, it felt very anime mixed with like was yeah. it what was it Walt and Gromit? Uh yes. Yes. So like yeah, the face call. the yeah. teeth were really big and like the faces were pretty big. So it had that vibe. And I feel like we're probably gonna be entering a world of like anime. Like I feel like anime has become mainstream as a whole. But I feel like anime is going to start blending and becoming new versions of anime, if you will. Yeah. Kind of like how it was I with that, see that. Yeah. And maybe even with like how they're doing it with Rick and Morty. That kind of makes sense on that aspect. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, man. Um, going back uh, to some other movies or shows and stuff that's maybe going to happen, not going to happen. DC, I feel like it's safe to say 
Oh, what's going on, man? Like they don't they don't always put out the great movie, greatest movies. No, they've really and I mean almost everyone out there can kind of universally say that they have better television shows mm-hmm. than movies. So, yeah, yeah, what's going on now? So they had already confirmed and said this and I was really hoping like if they were going to be doing this maybe an animated series like make it really silly kind of like the new Teen Titans adventure one I forget what it's called but make it silly because there's no way in hell you can make this a movie and make it good they apparently officially canceled DC's Wonder Twins superhero movie um yeah you know what that's probably not uh, a bad idea like (laughs) I don't know. You guys are, I feel, too young to have known what uh, known about the Wonder Twins. I remember seeing them in, like, the Justice League old school yeah, cartoon. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember what year. It was definitely year. the old school ones, but basically there are two purple-clad mm. teens. Maybe, God. They're maybe, aliens. A, okay, the alien, a, a teen aliens. I don't know what's going on with them. But, like, Asa and Jade or something like that. I don't know. But one of them had the power of water. And one of them had the power to turn into animals. So they both could turn into different things. And yeah. they would have to use the rings to activate together. One of them would you transform. You know it better than I do. So, yeah. What because it was that dumb. <laughs> like, one, I'm like, okay, that's cool. You can transform into an animal. Okay. You know, that could be helpful in certain situations. But the other person, it was all water-based everything. Mm-hmm. Like, bucket of water or ice <laughs> stairs, I guess. I don't know. Like, it was just so dumb. Like, how do you make that cool? Like, maybe if you could transform into, like, a different type of matter. I don't know, like, a gas or... Like, like turning into water seems like it would actually be pretty useful. But not just water. It but needs something they're, else. They're turning you... Like, like when you're being transported around with a bucket, like, at that point, I'm out. I'm just... I'm done. Because that's just stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Hanna-Barbera's animated series. That's where yeah. they started. Zan and Jaina. <laughs> oh, my Zan God. Zan and Jaina. I wasn't close at all. I'm like, well, Ava and Bob? I don't know what's no, going on. So they had originally, like, there was talk that it was going to be uh, Appa. I think that's his name. The guy from um, uh, Riverdale, the main guy who plays Archie. Okay, yeah. He was supposed to be the brother, and I forget who the gal was supposed to be played by. Uh, like Isabel May from Young Sheldon. I don't know if that's like the girl who plays his sister in Young Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Possibly, probably. I don't know. But yeah, they canceled it, and I'm not. I'm not upset about it. No, no. Not I don't think all. anyone's gonna miss it. And yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I was even worried. Are you gonna have this stupid monkey? Like it was this purple. That was the only. That was monkey? the only saving grace with that. It was the dumb yes, monkey. It was great in an animated show. <laughs> in a live action. I don't know. I think a monkey in a live action show would be great. Didn't okay. Indiana Jones have a cool monkey? Uh, well, there was in Temple of Doom. There were chilled monkey brains. Oh, mm, so yummy. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's Paper what you want. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about there with that one, buddy. So basically, we're not mourning, is what we're saying. Yeah, we're not really. <laughs> uh, is there a show? We're getting a, a show, a movie. We're getting more of that, uh, or. Something uh, we're getting less of, maybe. We want to hear about it. What are you excited for? And until next time, stay nerdy.